the vision that I had cast for 2024 in, in my pastor's report, the year end, was what I called small church, big mission. And it's the notion of the important work that we were created to accomplish and called to engage in despite our, our relative size or the location or, or the seasonal ebbs and flows of our attendance. Small church, big mission will be the underlying theme in our ministries. It will guide our decisions and it will be a common denominator in the various messages from the pulpit as we answer the call to do great things for the Lord for a very important mission. What are some of the public ministries that we often see churches participate in? This is usually where Becky yells out, but in her absence this morning, what are some public ministries we see churches do? Jail ministries. Jail ministries, absolutely. Outreach. Outreach. Shelter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do a lot of food pantry things as well. There's a lot of that stuff. Yeah, I've, I've, I've seen some interesting ones. I've seen car clinics. I guess if you have a... Uh, a congregation that's really mechanically inclined. I've seen them do things for, for single moms and what is there's There's a lot of things that, we, that come to our mind when we think of, of public ministries, and they're wonderful, wonderful stuff. And we can certainly think of, of some conspicuous, maybe even some grandiose ones as they put, if there are some large uh, things that can be done, you know, being able to send missionaries around the world or, or do a large service or broadcast that. Um, but there are many, many more subtle quiet and even discreet efforts to continue the ministry of Jesus Christ. And, and these behind-the-scenes efforts and activities are, are no less important and no less um, impactful, especially to the people that they touch. The image on the screen serves as the backdrop for this message. It's, it's a simple flower, but unlike most views that show the beauty, the blossom, and the stunning symmetry of the petals, this shows the underside of the flower, focusing more on the stems and the structure that holds the, the blossom up. And this side is functional, but may not be as pretty. And it is the support structure that carries a blossom to the sun. It suspends the energy-gathering leaves. It grows from the roots, which gives stability and nourishment. And I want you to consider that image as we explore the essence of humble servitude in the kingdom of God. As a part of this morning's message titled In Silent Service, we're going to open our Bibles and discover some often unnoticed heroes in the early church. We'll delve into the lives of Four people, really three, three groups, I'll say. And last week we talked about the Apostle Paul as one of our examples. And what these four people have in common is their support of the Apostle Paul. So we're going to delve into the lives of Barnabas, who is known for his generosity. Priscilla and Aquila, who contribute to the early church by teaching and mentoring new believers as a couple. And um, Tychicus. Now I, I better get, figure that out. I think it's Tychicus. I had it in my head before I saw the word. But he's a companion of the Apostle Paul, who is a faithful and beloved brother, minister, and fellow servant of the Lord. All four of these individuals served diligently behind the scenes in support of Apostle Paul's ministry, which was Jesus's ministry. We'll also reflect on how we, both individually and collectively as the church, can and should continue this mission-critical work today. And as we begin, let us consider the heart of service in Christianity described by the words of Jesus Christ found in Matthew 20, 26 to 28. He says, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first must be your slave. Just as the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve. These words set the tone 
for our understanding of true service in Christianity, a, a silent, selfless giving that seeks not to, to be in the limelight, but the fulfillment of God's will. So Barnabas, he was a notable figure in the New Testament of the Bible. He's particularly found in the, in the book of Acts of the Apostles, the book of Acts, where he emerges as a key figure in the early Christian church. Now, his real name was Joseph, but the apostles gave him the name Barnabas, which means son of encouragement. How would you like that? That that be what you're known for, that someone says you are an encourager. This name reflects his character and the role he played in the church. Now, he was originally from Cyprus. He was a Levite, and he was first mentioned in Acts 4, 36 through 7. And he sold a field he owned, and he brought the money to the apostles. He demonstrated his generosity and commitment to the early Christian community. And he's perhaps best known for his relationship with Paul, who we talked about last week. After Paul's dramatic conversion to Christianity, many in the Christian community were wary of him due to his persecution. Right? He would... He would persecute the people that he was now trying to lead. And I'm sure there was a lot of, of cynicism and, and fear. But Barnabas, however, believed in Paul's transformation. He believed that God had truly changed his heart. And he played a crucial role in introducing him to other apostles in Jerusalem. This introduction and Barnabas' support helped Paul become an integral part of the Christian movement. Together, Paul and Barnabas embarked on missionary journeys to spread the gospel. They started with a mission in Cyprus and parts of Asia Minor. These journeys were pivotal in the spread of the Christianity beyond the Jewish communities to the Gentiles, the, the non-Jews. They faced various challenges, including opposition and persecution, but their efforts greatly contributed to the establishment of several Christian communities. Throughout his life, Barnabas is depicted as a man of faith, and a man of encouragement and a peacemaker. He played a significant role in the early church, not only in missionary work, but also in fostering unity and growth among early Christians. His character and actions exemplify the spirit of generosity, mentorship, and reconciliation. In Acts 4, 36 through 7, 37, we read Joseph, a Levite from Cyprus, whom the apostles called Barnabas, which means son of encouragement, sold a field he owned and brought the money and put it at the apostles' feet. His selfless act of generosity was just the beginning. Barnabas was instrumental in the church, not only through his giving, but also in his role as the mentor and encourager. He did not seek glory. He sought to uplift others on their spiritual journeys. Priscilla and Aquila are a married couple. Mentioned in the New Testament of the Bible, again, in the book of Acts of the Apostles and, and throughout some of Paul's epistles, the letters he wrote. They're celebrated for their significant role in the early Christian church, particularly their work as missionaries, as teachers and, and hosts to fellow Christians. Originally from Rome, Priscilla and Aquila were among the Jews expelled by the Emperor Claudius, and they, they settled in Corinth, where they met the Apostle Paul, who shared their profession as tent makers. This common trade led to a close working relationship and friendship. Paul lived and worked with them during his stay in Corinth, and they became his faithful co-workers and Christian unity, and Christian ministry. And after spending some time in Corinth, Priscilla and Aquila accompanied Paul to Ephesus. And now you're recognizing some of these names where, where we get the epistle of the Corinthians and, and Ephesians. And they played a crucial role in the early church in Ephesus, hosting church meetings in their home. Their house became a center for Christian worship and teaching, reflecting their dedication to spread the gospel one of the notable contributors to the early Christian movement was their encounter with Apollos, an eloquent and fervent preacher who was well-versed in the scriptures but knew only the baptism of John. He, 
He was teaching, but he didn't have the full story. Now, Priscilla and Aquila recognize his potential, but they also recognize his incomplete understanding. So they took Apollos aside and explained to him the way of God more accurately. So if you turn to Acts 18, 26, we read that when they heard Apollos preaching, it says they invited him to their home and explained to him the way of God more adequately. This act of mentorship helped Apollos become a more effective minister of the gospel. You know, they're often cited as examples of Christian marital partnership and ministry. You know, sometimes we don't always think of that as, as couples who can do this together. But their collaborative work, their, their hospitality and teaching had a significant impact on the early church. They're remembered for their dedication to missionary work and their ability to teach and mentor others and their generous spirit of hospitality, another one of those quiet ministries. Their story highlights the important roles of lay people in the spread of Christianity and, and demonstrates the impact of teamwork and ministry. And, and their story is found in various passages of the New Testament. They're, they're mentioned in the book of Acts, Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, his letter to Romans, and, and a second letter to Timothy. And I can give these verses if, you, if you'd like later. But through these references, we learn through, about their work, their hospitality, and their influence. This couple exemplifies the power of silent service in teaching and nurturing the young in faith. Notice I didn't say the young, but the young in faith. Often in the privacy of their home, away from the public eye. But the role was more than just vocational colleagues. They were spiritual co-leaders. A wonderful example for us. Last, we have Tychicus, who's known for Tychicus. Tychicus. I don't know why that's... Jason, Tychicus, right? I have no idea. I, <laughs> I actually looked it up because but I believe it's Tychicus. So we're going to go with that and... and if you're online, you can post an email me later. <laughs> Tychicus is known for his role as a companion to emissary Apostle Paul. His contributions were less prominent than some of the other early Christian figures, um, but they're noteworthy for the reliability and dedication. He is mentioned several times in Paul's letters. This tells me that this is an important companion to Paul. He's mentioned by name in Ephesians, Colossians, Timothy, Titus, and the book of Acts. And again, I can give you these verses if you'd like. From these references... He emerges as a trusted and valued assistant, right? He played a crucial role in communicating Paul's messages and providing support to various communities. His reliability and faithfulness in carrying out these tasks was instrumental in the spread and strengthening the early church. Remember, he, Paul was writing these letters, the epistles, and they had to be sent to get to the people they're going. Well, this is where this quiet service comes into play. His story exemplifies the importance of support roles in Christian ministry. Everyone is so important. And the impact of faithful service in the growth and encouragement. The Apostle Paul describes him in Ephesians 6, 21 through 22. He says, he's a dear brother and a faithful servant to the Lord. What a compliment. Paul sent him to deliver letters and inform the churches of his circumstances. Messenger is not necessarily a super glamorous job, but his role was crucial. And it was carried out without fanfare or any desire for recognition. In fact, we, thousands of years later, we still can't say his name right, but he delivered an important role. And these three examples lead us to a deeper understanding of the power of behind-the-scene ministry. In 1 Corinthians 12, 22, Paul writes, On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. The silent servants, though they may appear less prominent, are vital to the body of Christ. Small church, small parts 
big mission. Barnabas' life teaches us the value of encouragement. He saw the potential in Paul when others saw a threat. Our churches today need more Barnabases, people who believe in the transformative power of Christ in others' lives. Encouragement is not just words, it's an action, as Barnabas demonstrated through his support for Paul. Priscilla and Aquila remind us that our homes can be places of spiritual growth and nurturing. Their approach to correcting Apollos was not public shaming, but private instruction. They had created a safe space for learning and spiritual development. In today's world, where public persona often takes prominence and precedence, let's remember the power of these quiet, intimate, personal moments of ministry. Antichicus embodies the spirit of faithfulness and service. His task of delivering messages was crucial for the communication among churches. He did not seek the spotlight but serve faithfully, ensuring the apostles' words reached their destinations. In our service to God, it is not the size of the task that matters, but the faithfulness with which we carry it out. I'll say that again. It's not the size of the task that matters, but the faithfulness for which we carry it out. So as we reflect on the lives of Barnabas, Priscilla, and Aquila, Tychicus, it is crucial to consider how their example of silent service can guide us in promoting Jesus' ongoing ministry in our world. We're called not only to be passive recipients of God's word, but active participants in his work as individuals and as engaged members of the church. As individuals, each one of us is called to a personal ministry of service in our everyday lives. This can take many forms depending on your individual gifts and circumstances. Just as Barnabas sold his field to support the church, we can practice generosity. Doesn't necessarily mean grand gestures. Even small acts like paying for someone's meal or offering to help a neighbor can make a profound impact with your generosity. And like Priscilla and Aquila, we can mentor others. So consider volunteering your time with, with youth groups or individuals or simply being available to offer guidance and support for those who are in need, particularly those who may be younger in faith. In the spirit of Tychicus, embrace the task you've been given, no matter how small they seem. Faithfulness in little things often leads to greater responsibilities and impacts. And as a part of the church, we are a part of a larger body of Christ. And our collective service is crucial. So engage in our church and our community outreach programs. Teach ministries or support groups. Volunteer in the community. Volunteer to help wherever it is needed. Whether it's organizing events, providing support, you know, through, through setups and takedown and, and that supporting through attendance, and sometimes writing a check. Just as Priscilla and Aquila opened their homes to church meetings, we can help create welcome spaces in our community. This place is one of those. It's just one of those. This could be through care and nurture, greeting newcomers, following up with visitors, going and talking to someone for the very first time or the first time in a long time. Now let's consider the specific challenges and calls to actions to make a difference in our world following the examples of these faithful servants. I, I suggest we challenge ourselves to be more generous. And that doesn't just mean giving money. More generous with our time, with our attention, with our prayers. Let's, let's be overly generous with the care and, and protection and service of others. Maybe seek out an opportunity to mentor something, somebody. We all have something we're good at. We have a lot of knowledge and skills that someone else might not. To share that with someone else. And do not overlook the importance of your commitment to faithfulness. 
Reflect on the responsibilities you have now and the things you do, whether it's at home or work or in the community here at church. Commit to undertake these tasks with renewed diligence and faithfulness as a serving Christ himself. That was his words. Don't worry about credit or attention. And I honestly don't think that's a a problem that we face, but we want to be aware of it. Do not underestimate the power of the seemingly small things. Quietly make a difference. Our aim is to follow in the footsteps of our unsung heroes. More importantly, Jesus Christ himself. In doing so, we continue his ministry on earth, spreading his love and grace through our actions. So a few minutes ago, I asked what are some of the public ministries we often think of. And we had things like the food pantries and, and, and things like that. But some of the, consider some of the ways we've talked about for the last 15 minutes that are that a congregation of less than 100 people um, in a community of less than 1,000 people fulfilling fulfill the same calling. If we're all called to make disciples, if we're all called to care for others and serve others as if we're serving for Christ, what can we as a small congregation and a small community do to make an impact for kingdom's sake? Love one another. Love one another. Quiet love, but impactful. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we can do the same things on smaller scale. You know, uh, there was a, a couple things I, I saw y- yesterday that really moved me. And, and having done several, several funerals and knowing I'll be doing funeral at some point for, for my family, um, I, I, I know how tough that must be to speak or to sing or to share a story. Um, it, it's a family member, someone you love, a parent, a sibling, or whatever. And as Tatum was singing that song yesterday, such a powerful song, powerful words. And as, as Tatum was singing, and, and of course she did what you would expect. At some moment, she got choked up. But probably the best part of that song for the message. She didn't stop. She did stop. She paused. She didn't get frustrated. She didn't get embarrassed. No one went, or rolled up, rolled up, cons- console her. What happened? Everybody started singing. They just kept on that worship going as they were honoring Walt Sinclair. And when she had a moment and she looked up and there wasn't quite a smile, but there was something there that she felt encouraged. And she jumped right back in there and she finished strong. That's impressive. That is silent service. We are going to come alongside you. We're not going to take your place. We're not going to make the song about us or you or anything else. But we're going to support you as you love your grandfather. That's what happened. That was so cool. Barnabas, the encourager, Priscilla and Aquila, partners in faith, and Tychicus, the faithful messenger, they collectively teach us the importance of of serving in this way, humble, quietly, for the sake of others. Their lives were not marked by grand public gestures, but by consistent, humble service of God and his people. They remind us that in God's kingdom, every act of service, no matter how small or unseen, is, is significant. So as we close, let's remember the words of 1 Peter 4.10. It says, each of you should use whatever gift you've received to serve others. Whatever gift you have received from God to serve others. As faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. And let us remember and live by Paul's words from Colossians 3.23-24. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as if working for the Lord, not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. 
It is the Lord Christ you are serving. I want to show one picture that I, I came across a couple of days ago. This was actually a post on LinkedIn, if you'd flip it. And this guy posted it, and he may be reposting it from somewhere else. But what you see here is, is a picture of a lady in the department store, and she's crouched down. There's a couple people around her with their arms on each other, kind of, and it looks almost like a little huddle, but then you read the story. It says, left mom for a few minutes yesterday evening and TJ Maxx trying some stuff and walked out of the dressing room looking around for her. I found her and two other ladies comforting this lady who received a phone call that her mother had passed away in that moment while she was standing in the store. Okay. This lady had received a phone call while she was shopping that her mother had passed away. And the person goes on and he says, this picture is worth more than words. It's such a sweet reminder that even a world full of evil and hate, there are strangers willing to help another stranger by immediately coming together and praying to our great God to provide more comfort than our words could. This lady and her family definitely are in need of our prayers for the days to come. What a great God we serve. What a great God we serve. That's Tatum singing, surrounded by family and friends backing her up. This is a, a stranger being prayed over in her moment of pain. These are quiet moments, and they, every now and then they get captured and shared like this. But I love to think that there's stuff like this happening all the time because we have a great God that we serve. So let's embrace this call to serve, even behind the scenes or in silence, knowing that our reward comes from the war. That's not why we do it. It's just the blessing. May we leave here today inspired to serve humbly and genuinely, to make a difference quietly, and to promote Jesus' ongoing ministry in the world around us, a world that so desperately needs it. Let's make that our prayer. Would you pray with me, please? Heavenly Father, we open our Bibles. We seek examples. We seek inspiration for ways we can quietly serve in the support of Jesus' ministry. And, and maybe encourage and support others that are called to a different aspect of ministry than our own. We read stories of individuals that, that do these things faithfully and generously and humbly. Lord, let that be us. Now, there are times that you may call us to something more prominent, and Lord, we want to step up and, and be that person for you as well. But in the moments between, let us be mindful of every opportunity to be a support an encourager, a, a quiet missionary in the world that needs the mission fulfilled. As we not only read about it, but we see it in the lives of the people around us, let us be inspired to do more good, to do more good in your son's name. Father, would you, I know this is a risky prayer, help us find opportunities to, to look for those ways to be more generous more serving, more supporting, and more faithful. Knowing at any moment in time, we may be called beyond what we think is our own comfort level or maybe even our own capabilities, but you have perfectly equipped each one of us for what you've called us to do and what you've called us to be. We thank you for that and for the boldness that we will receive from the Holy Spirit when we go out in your name. Heavenly Father, may, may we be changed for this reminder from your word. Amen.